According to their website, the Browns Group is made up of individuals who are passionate about the manufacturing of food and the economic impacts and opportunities the manufacturing can have on communities. The Browns Group is said to be one of the organizations behind introducing corn dogs to the South African retail market. Now, to tell us more about this is Browns Food CEO Mabel Akinlabi. Welcome, Mabel, to Rise FM. Uh, thank you for having me. How are you guys? Uh, we're good, Mabel. <laughs> we haven't had an introduction like that in a while. Uh, but Mabel, <laughs> uh-huh. corn dog. What is mm-hmm. corn dog? And, and and how do you come about to think about of, of a business like this uh, as a product? Um, so a corn dog is a Frank Fitter, which is basically a Vienna that like went to private school. It's a oh, Frank okay. Fitter. <laughs> and it's dipped in a batter, which is like um, a batter made out of eggs, milk, um, and yellow maize, some sugar, some salt. So it's like a cake batter dipped in that and then it's deep fried. But first the stick is put into the sausage then dipped in the batter and then deep fried. So when you eat it, you've got like a crunchy exterior, a crunchy sweet exterior, and then the inside is soft and juicy and it's meaty and cheesy. It's a wonderful sensation in your mouth. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And um, how did I come about it? Uh, I think it was uh, I was being rewarded for being a good mommy. Um, I was hosting my daughter's <laughs> 11th birthday party and she had like 15 friends over. So I fed them the whole day. And like a typical parent, I was at my house just chaperoning babysitting, cooking, mm. cleaning. And I thought to myself, what can I make? I'm bored. I'm in the kitchen. Um, what can I make mm. that I haven't had before? So I thought, oh, now's a wonderful time to have a corn dog. So I, I Googled um, food delivery. I, not Googled. I went, into, I went onto the food delivery platforms and I couldn't find a corn dog. And then I Googled corn dogs near me and I couldn't find one. So I thought, well, I have this time. I'm not doing much except watching these kids. Let me make my own. So I literally did that. Um, told the kids, hey, guys, I've made corn dogs, and they went ballistic. Mm-hmm. And the first question was, Auntie Mabel, where did you buy these? And I was like, I didn't buy them. I made them. They were like, well, you should you should totally make them because our mommies would buy them. And, that's, and then the rest is history. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, for, it's one thing making them for your daughter and her friends, but and then it's a completely different animal when you now move into retail. So how was your experience in trying to get into that retail space? And did you think of opening something yourself or were you always focused on getting into a big supermarket chain? So I've always just thought big. Um, I I believe there are no small or Mm. stupid ideas. People are, Mm. I have two words, guys, baby shark. Seven billion views. Yeah. <laughs> we are still singing it. It is still terrorizing us. <laughs> um, so there are no simple ideas. There are no silly ideas. There are no small ideas. We, we have no idea what the next big thing is going to be. Um, but um, when I eventually told my husband about this a few days later, I was like, baby, you know, I make corn dogs and the kids love them. Um, he gets back to me like a few weeks later. He wakes up and he goes, you know the idea you thought you had? What are you doing about it? I'm like, well, nothing. He was like, well, you should tell somebody about it. So I thought, I have an idea. I think it's really cool. Um, he helped me make a, a mock-up box. I started calling to the ShopRite Checkers group, and they were the first retailer that gave me an opportunity. So I, And I literally walked into their boardroom, and I sold the dream, and they bought the dream. Um, yeah, and, and, and now we are here, supplying nationally. Yeah. Now, 
You know, Mabel, we've seen, you know, over the years, it, <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know, South Africans have had ideas, um, especially mm-hmm. around retail, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the major, major, major challenge with a lot of South Africans is if I've got a great product, how do I now get that product into the big retailers, you know, that we know? Gosh, yeah. um, and, 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 and I mean, <laughs> how did you get around that firstly? And secondly, I mean, I mean, what are some of the lessons that you've learned? I mean, I see that you're also a, a bit of a legal eagle. Uh, you, you obviously studied LLB and you're currently studying towards your uh, master's in business administration. So, yeah, I think a few lessons there that you can share for some of our listeners. Um, to be very honest, before speak, I nobody's going to believe in any ideas or any dreams that anybody else has unless the entrepreneur believes. Mm. We yeah. all respect people out there who push hard. I yes. mean, a person yes. could be selling tomatoes, but there's a, there's a guy who's selling them house to house, posting it on Instagram, annoying people at school parking lots. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's the, the before before anything else. If you do have an idea or you do have a passion, I think it's really important to make yourself accountable to someone or to some people. When it's in your head, it's really safe, hey? So when you fail, it's fine. Nobody knew. Mm. Um, Mm. Find somebody to tell. Show somebody else your passion. Show other people, your family, your friends. Make yourself accountable to other people so they can ask you what the heck you're doing about it. And maybe embarrassment will push you to actually do something about mm. it. And then secondly, um, as like I said, there are no stupid ideas. There are no small ideas. And we never know what the next big thing is. So when I started calling checkers, I literally, I started from point A. I googled ShopRite head office and it gave me Centurion. And I called and I called and I called and I called. And I think eventually they got sick of me calling. <laughs> so they organized. And that was it. They organized a meeting with a buyer for me. And he was awesome. He mm. thought, hey, this product is pretty awesome. We don't have it. No other retailer has it. There isn't such a product on the continent. You're young, so you're going to live a very long time to follow this product mm. up. Um, so they gave me the opportunity. They're like, we'll take you, uh, but make this proper. Get your ingredients right. Get the nutritional information or the nutritional information right. Show us what you think your packaging could look like. And that's exactly what I did. I started in my house. I started making samples in my house. I sent samples to whoever I needed to send to in the group. Everybody approved. Um, I, I Googled what I needed to do to get the right in- nutritional information. Um, I, I found a food technologist. I Googled where I could find um, equipment. And then after that, I decided even if I need to sell a kidney, I will make this work. <laughs> I will find a way to buy the equipment, buy the raw materials. So... I think my annoying persistence showed everybody else that I'm not going to go anywhere until somebody listens. And they did. And for those of you who've just tuned in, it is Taking Care of Business on Rise FM. As we chat to Brown Foods CEO, that is Mabel Akinlabi, and she's talking about her journey on introducing corn dogs into the Southern African retail market. Now, um, Mabel, how did you manage to mm-hmm. scale production? I mean, it's not like you're making them for your own little corner store. I mean, the volumes yes. required by a retail giant. How did Checkers come on board and support you? So Checkers has been excellent. Um, they took the fear out of mm. me taking this big leap. Um, and, and, and obviously the fear is nobody's going to buy 
Um, but as soon as we met the buyer, he, he guided us on, not, no, well, he didn't. Other people in the checkers group did. So as, if, you, if you have packaging, you send through your packaging to a certain department and they tell you whether it's okay or not, is this font readable or not. Um, but other than that, like I, every single step that I took led me to a new learning step. I mean, I have a television background. Um, I knew nothing about food. And that's just testament to tell you that the retailer really will hold your hand. They really, really did hold my hand. So I, I, I showed them the product. Um, I, I made them understand where I would package it. And they were like, nope, that's fine. Go ahead. So I Googled what equipment would look like. I Googled the food technologist because now I was sitting with uh, a recipe on how to make 10 corn dogs. Mm. And I didn't know that they needed to change that to, to baker's weight so that you could make a ton of corn dogs. Mm. So Google the food technologist who, who helped us understand that when you do start a facility, there needs to be a flow in it. Stuff needs to flow one way, how it needs to be cleaned, government regulations, all that stuff. But at every single point, I would call checkers. I would call Promise, our buyer at checkers. And I'd be like, um, Promise, I can't get through to the people who do listings. And he would quickly give me somebody's landline. And I'd be like, um, Promise, um. How, what shape do you think we should make this box? And and he would tell mm. me, I um, promise, I need I need distribution, and he would send me who to go to this, and and he would tell me who to go um to for distribution, and he would even tell me, listen, if they offer you this rate, you need to negotiate and tell them this is the rate mm. that they should be mm. giving you because this is the rate they're yeah. giving other people, and when you get there, ask for this person, um, make sure you take the following steps. So he definitely held our hand, and today I sound like I know so much. But it's yeah. all been a massive learning experience. Mm. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you know, Mabel, I, I have to ask this question. I think I, I tried to ask it earlier on. Uh, how do you move from law um, <laughs> to this, firstly? And, and secondly, the, the, the name Brown, I mean, <laughs> where does Brown come from? Um, and why did you, you know, choose this name to, uh, to, to call your company um, the Browns Group? Um, is there any kind of significance that comes with that? So I'm going to be very honest with you and tell you that I I, I am, I don't want to say I'm not that smart, but I'm really not. Mm. <laughs> I'm really not mm. as smart as people think I am. What I am, however, is very open to possibility. Mm. Okay. You can be the world's most intelligent person and think you know everything and it'll mm. just your intelligence and your IQ that blocks you. I've honestly always believed that when life happens, it happens for a reason. You need to listen to people around you. And if, 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 if God moves you in a certain direction, please go with it. Mm. And I believe that mm. everything works for my good. Even the crap that happens to me works for my good. I'm going to learn from it. So when my mom's an attorney, my dad's an attorney, and everybody in my family thought, hey, let's all go down that path. But I found myself <laughs> in television. And yeah. I had no idea how. And then when I got into television, I knew that I was, I, I, I thought, yo, I'm really smart, but um, I don't bloody know everything. So mm. I listened mm. to whoever guided me there, um, and now we're married. Uh, <laughs> and then, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so married my business partner, keep it in the family. <laughs> I see. Um, so, I mean, with every single experience that I've had, so what I'm saying is people have moved from being music professors in universities to running preschools mm. allow life to happen to you and realize that the bad things are not always bad 
Mm. If you find the good in them, if if somebody has a car accident, I promise you, even in a car crash, something good would have happened. Um, and that's just how I've survived. So brown food also came about. It's a secret. I'm going to put it out there. Guys, I'm brown in color, in skin color, and I love it. Oh, wow. I usually say, Babel, I usually say I'm dark and lovely. So now I'm going to I'm brown and lovely. <laughs> I mean, I'm very brown and lovely. So that was literally, in the, we looked at the whole retail retail landscape, and, and, and unfortunately, uh, there aren't a lot of people our color. And mm. it's hard. Mm. It's a lot of work. Mm. It's, it's sweat mm. equity. It's finance mm. equity. Um, mm. There's a lot of pressure, and, and, and there's a lot of humility that needs to go in. And I was like, there aren't a lot of people my color. Mm. I'm brown, and it's beautiful. But also, I wanted Brown Foods to be a brand and a business that a black mom, white mom, green mom could just... Um, could associate with and not feel like it's all kumbaya or it's for millennials or it's for a certain type of people. I wanted literally a name that felt like you could trust it, like it was home, like it was safe and like it had been around for a really long time. And hallelujah, Mm. brown foods dropped into my head. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now, there are a lot of retailers out there in the market. Why did you specifically select uh, Checkers as your partner? And how would you say that relationship has developed over the course of your business life? I mean, why not start big, hey? Mm. I was like, it's fine. My my idea might seem small, but if I find me a giant, they're going to carry me on their shoulders and everybody's going to see me. Mm. So that was literally the plan. The first retailer I thought of was the one that I'd seen um, on other parts of the continent. I traveled the continent extensively, mm. and I've seen the the difference that one retailer will make to a shopping center. They will literally be the heart and soul of a mall. Mm. And Shoprite was that retailer, and I thought, hey, not only would are they huge here, but they could possibly give me access to other markets, which has totally happened. Um, so that's why I figured if I'm if I'm gonna start small, then it's going to be a problem. And the yeah. truth is, I found a niche in the market. I am the only manufacturer on the continent. Mm. There aren't even yeah. people who produce the equipment that we need oh, around wow. the world. There's only one solid manufacturer. And I thought if I play around and I waste time, somebody with a lot more money and much bigger teams is gonna swoop in and. They're going to fly with the idea. So I thought, let me just announce myself as big as I can and find a giant whose shoulders I can stand on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now Mabel, in, in, in wrapping up, I mean, you do business with your husband. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly. Wale. Um, like the rapper. More, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I, mean, I mean, they'll tell you, a lot of people will tell you that sometimes, you know, that comes with these challenges, especially if you're in business with, with somebody that you are married to. And, uh-huh. and, and, and secondly, I mean, obviously, Wale, you know, is, is well-traveled. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously Nigerian as well. Are, uh-huh. What are your future plans for, for your business? Are you looking at other markets other than South Africa in introducing this product? 100%. Um, I, I, I can't even explain what an incredible blessing the sausage on a stick is. We were just talking about it today. Mm how you think it's the tiniest things that you take for granted. Guys, if, if, an, if a mouse ran up an elephant's nose, an elephant would probably lose its mind. Mm. Um, 
And it's the small little things that we take for granted. Again, I go back to Baby Shark. <laughs> Who would have thought that five, yes. six years later, uh. it's still stuck in our ears. Um, but we've both learned that there is no small idea, that the sky is definitely not to the limit. And we mm-hmm. found that uh, globally, globally, corn do- there's a corn dog shortage. Mm. So yeah. the UAE is an, is an absolute opportunity. Um, we've been speaking to people, to other countries in the SADC regions. We've got private resellers um, in Swaziland, and we're talking to people in Zambia and people in Botswana. But in the Southern Hemisphere in general, there are no corn dogs. Mm. So outside of the continent, there's massive opportunities. Uh, and if I know that there's a possible doorway open, like it doesn't even need to be open. Somebody needs to leave it slightly open for me to just pass through. We're definitely yeah. taking that. And we're developing yeah. other products. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. And the first part of my question, how is it like working with your husband? <laughs> um, working with my husband. So he was my business partner before he was my husband. So I was very oh, fortunate. Okay. Because nothing shows you somebody's true colors like when they make or they lose money. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> <I love that>. <laughs> <laughs> like sickness will show you, yeah, a weak person and, and, and winning will show you a happy person. But money reveals proper colors, reveals true colors. So we've mm. known each other for 10 years and I saw what an astute businessman he was. I saw how he treated the people around him. I saw how he treated his employees. Um, and I saw how he, in, his humility is incredible. Mm, if I said, yeah. babe, tomorrow, babe, there's a pencil shortage, trust me. He'll listen to me. He's really, really brilliant, but um, he doesn't think he's better than anybody. Mm, and that mm, makes the business mm, and the marriage work. But the best part of it all, I, I, there were days, literally, I'd wake up at two in the morning and I'd go, babe, the distribution people, did you call them? <laughs> I don't have mm, to wait to call my business partner. There's yeah, a huge um, benefit. It's yeah. been good. It's awesome. Yeah, Mabel, absolutely brilliant, brilliant story. And um, you know, I def- I've, I've never actually bought the product, but I, I think I'm gonna go out and go to my nearest checkers tomorrow when it opens, um, just to take a taste of it. But thank you so much, uh, Mabel, for joining us this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, thank and uh, you good for luck with your business. Me. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All the best. I hope you enjoy them. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one. And that was uh, the CEO of Brown Foods, Mabel Akinlabi. I mean, sharing her journey on introducing corn dogs, out of all things, into the Southern African retail market.